0: If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein
1: than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam.
1: Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. We are not pleased. Um, Patrick Allen, Sterling Holmes joining us, Matt Verderam. We're all here. We're all here to commiserate with you. We're here to blow off some steam. We're pissed off. I'll be honest. I had my Joe Montana jersey on. I wore it for the halftime show and I took it off because the Chiefs didn't deserve a Joe Montana jersey for the postgame show because they played like trash, particularly on defense. So let's just, let's just go around the horn with initial reactions. Let's get it out. I'll start with you, Sterling. How you feeling right now?
0: Where was Juan Thornhill? Where was Juan Thornhill? Dan Sorensen was involved on nearly every single play, and that's not a good thing. The run defense, which was supposed to be much improved, was clearly much not improved. Offensive line, you spend all of this capital, you bring all these new players in, you get absolutely zero, zero push in the run game. Which don't get me started there. But this was just this was twenty what eighteen all over again. You rely on Mahomes. You expect him to bail you out time and time again. He has to be completely perfect. If he's not just 100% perfect, this is what happens.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's I saw some people on Twitter, and they were like, oh, you know, the Chiefs have really had a chance to put it away, and they blew it. And while that might be true, I mean, get out of here, man. Like The, the offense should not have to score on every fucking play for th- the Chiefs to win. Like, they should have to score every time they get the ball, and they go on the road, they put up over 30 points. Matt Verderam, what about you?
2: Well, I actually, you know, you let him perfectly. Like, you do. You see these people who cover and follow the Chiefs, who are like, well, you know, when they were up 35-24, they had a chance to put it away, and they didn't do it. It's like, yeah, Matt, well, you know what? Like, guess who else had a chance to stop the Ravens the entire game and just let them go down the field over and over and over? I mean, how many times... Does Baltimore have to jam the ball down? Can't see threat? the thing that drives you nuts in that game if you're a Chiefs fan. Look, you know what the Ravens are doing in this game. Like it doesn't take a genius. Anyone who's ever watched Baltimore knows, like, they're gonna run a ton of RPOs. They're gonna do it. And the Chiefs, time and again, the end of the line of scrimmage, they don't hold the edge. They get beat to the corner. Like, look, I get Lamar's a great athlete. I understand they have a very varied run game. It's hard to figure anything out, but the Chiefs didn't even play technically sound. You're paying Frank Clark $104 million. He sucked. I mean, he's just flat out. He sucked. He made one really nice play, and Frank Clark was a hood ornament otherwise. Okay, Jerron Reed is supposed to be a big-time player. We've played two games. Now, look, it's two games, okay? He's done nothing in these two games. Nothing. I mean, in fact, Jerron Reed tonight on the official stat sheet, maybe official, unofficial at this point, uh, he had two tackles in this game, which is abysmal considering how often he's on the field, and they ran 41 times at the Chiefs. So, I look at this game and say, look, I don't think at the end of the day this is going to have some huge impact on their season. They're 1-1 and through two of their hardest games of the year. It's probably the hardest road game they're going to play. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, all's lost. Like, all's not lost. They're fine. They're they're 1-1. and They're a normal football team right now in terms of their record. Um, The bigger concern is they have a defense that cannot stop anybody. I mean, Cleveland just went right through them. Baltimore, who has no offensive line to speak of, went right through them. And I think that's the most concerning thing for the Chiefs. You spent all this money and all this time building up this front and they stink. And I, you know, that, that is a major problem. We're going to get the Clyde Edwards, learn all that. And that's fine. You could argue that's to play the cost in the game. Probably did. They're not in that spot. If the defense isn't giving up half of a thousand yards in the game.
1: You know, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think this does have a big impact on their season. Like, look, this is the worst Baltimore team that Patrick Mahomes has faced. It is. It's way worse than the team that they waxed last year. I mean, all of their running backs are hurt. The offensive line is banged up. They don't have Marcus Peters. And they still lost this game. I mean, do you know how embarrassing it is to be – in that position where you get that stop and it's fourth and one. And if they go for it and they don't get it, you're going to kick a field goal and win the game. And they're just like, Oh yeah. Like we're not worried about this at all. Like people were like, Oh, they got the stop. And I was like, they they should give him a lobotomy. If he doesn't go for it there, I could have gotten the first down at the end of the game. And that is just, that tells you everything you need to know about how the Ravens felt about the chiefs defense and how Every team that they play from here on out is going to think about the Chiefs defense. If, if, uh, Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray, who nobody wanted two weeks ago, and Devonta Freeman, who, who was cooked, and he only got two carries and he got 29 yards. He averaged 14 yards a carry. I mean, it's absolute, like, it is, I don't know. Like, I, I said at halftime, I don't get it. This, this defense has a lot of talent on it, and I think that they'll be, like they'll figure it out because there's too much talent. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Because they've they've got a serious problem. They should have won this game by three touchdowns. And they lost.
0: I do love Harbro, though, asking Lamar Jackson, you saw the camera, do you want to go for it? Of course Lamar's gonna go for it, but I <laughs> wish I wish Andy Reid would have asked Patrick on that on the handoff, do you want the ball or do you want Clyde to have the ball? That's that was trust, right there. Harbaugh had in Lamar Jackson. Also, Chris Jones playing DN. They went after him. They completely took him out of him getting any pressure on Lamar Jackson. They completely took him, neutralized him. This entire game. That makes me a little bit nervous. If he was playing D tackle, they couldn't do that to him. Him playing DN, they completely neutralized him.
2: Yeah. Program. Okay. No, I just. I mean, I, I hear all that. I guess my overriding point is they're one and one. They've pretty much played horrific football by their standards for two straight games against top teams in the league. And they're one and one. Like, I just can't get that worked up in the overall grand scheme of things about their record. Like, they're, I think they're fine. And look, I also think their biggest weakness is their run defense, obviously. And they've played two teams, but what do they do the best? They pound the ball right now. That's not an excuse. And by the way, for the record, I am deeply concerned about their defense. Their defense stinks. Okay? This is like 2018 again so far, where they've got to score a million points and hope they can get a turnover. And, like, you know, look, in the the flash. teams understand how great Kansas City is offensively. They're going to be ultra-aggressive. They're going to go for fourth downs and win against most teams. And the Chiefs defense has to deal with that. I- I'll play blame, two on Spagnuolo in this game. They never changed. They sat in the same bullshit zone defense over and over and over and over. And then they finally got in a little man. But when you're in man and Ben Neiman and Dan Sorensen are in man coverage, you're getting torched. And they got torched over and over. Look, in the end, the play, the game does come down. The Clyde Edwards and Lair fumbling the ball, which, by the way, uh, according to Viagre Gregorian, the Kansas City star, I have not had time to look at this, but he says it's the first fumble of his career. Um, I, I think there's another problem that has to be addressed with them. One is it? They, they can't run for crap, ever. And this has been an ongoing problem for years on end now. Do you know how impossible it is to be bad at running the ball you have Patrick Mahomes? Every team in their mother is playing too high deep and putting six defensive backs on. The Chiefs can't run for a foot. I, I mean, how do you have that offensive line? You can't run for a yard? Like, I don't know if that's like a Clyde's blind problem or it's like they just can't open a hole, but – that's an issue, and then Edward O'Leary putting the ball on the ground is, is a joke, right? I mean, you have one hand on the ball, you have one hand, on you're running into a brick wall in front of you, and you know the only thing you can not do is fumble the ball. You know that's it, and he's got one hand on the football. I imagine Eric Bieniemy and him and him are, are going to be having a very tense conversation on the plane ride home.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the end, the very end of the game um, with the with the fumble from Ceh. So look. I I get what you're saying, Sterling. Like, what you know, I I think if Tom, Bra- if this is Tom Brady, right, he's he's throwing passes every play, and he probably take. And see, I think that's the difference. I think the Chiefs got maybe a little too conservative. Like, go down, score a touchdown. You know, go down there and score a touchdown. Don't play for the field goal. Wacky mm-hmm. shit happens on field goals all the time. Bucker gets the yips every once in a while, even though he's usually really reliable. But look, I, I can't fault them too much for they they needed to hand the ball off. They needed to run the clock down. They needed to force Baltimore to use their last timeout so that if they didn't do what they wanted to do, right? And and, and Clyde Edwards just has to know that they're going to be trying to take the ball away from him. Like they're going to be desperate. They're going to be trying to rip it out. He's got to secure it. It's it it's crappy that it happened. Um but what do you guys think? Sterling, do you think they should have been throwing anyway?
0: I think it should have been completely up to Mahomes. Let him decide what to do. I don't think this was the correct play call. You have struggled on the ground. You have, what, 13 carries for 46 yards. Clyde has gotten zero anything going on the ground. If you're going to do this, just just kneel it. If Then you don't even take a take fumble out of it if that's what you're really trying to do. And again, I'm being obviously overdramatic. It's, I'm being facetious. Don't actually kneel it. But that's just... Why you have the best player in the world. I always want the best player making the final decision. It's like having Michael Jordan and having someone else take the shot. No. And it, it, to me, it's just very frustrating when you have legitimately the best quarterback, best player in the NFL, and he's not the one making the deciding play.
2: I, I normally would agree with that. And I know my dad, I was speaking to at the moment was very adamant that that's what they should have done. I, I don't have a problem with the Chiefs doing that. Here's why. It's first down. The Ravens have no timeouts. Or one timeout. One timeout. You're running the clock down to zero because your effing defense can't stop anybody. And you know, I mean, we all know it. If Kansas City gave Baltimore that ball back with 30 seconds left, they would have gotten a position for a field goal. I, 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 I can't. I would have taken a million to one odds that they would have gotten. It, it feels like almost a certainty. So I think Andy's sitting there saying, look. We run the ball, maybe even just once. We either force him to burn a timeout or we take it down under, you know, 40 seconds, 35 seconds, then whatever. Then we can either run it again depending on where we are yardage-wise, where we throw it. I have no problem with that. Like, to me, you pay Clyde Edwards Alaire good money. Can he can he do his job? Like, why is it always and, and, and look, I get the answer to this question's obvious. It's that he's the best player in the world, but it shouldn't always have to be on Mahomes. They should be able to hand off to their first round running back and say, hey, Clyde, two hands, don't fumble. Like I, I don't understand. At some point, it can't always just be, well, Mahomes just has to win the game because he's the best player. Okay. I mean, right. that's fine. he is the best player. But he got him down there. He got him in position. He did his job. <laughs> like, yeah. can Clyde Edwards learn not fumble the football? It's just, I don't know. It's a team game. And they, they yeah, lost. Is was an entire team at a meltdown. Do another
0: four yard, a little out route curl to, to Travis Kelsey, do a swing pass, do something, do what's been working. That's my thing. Yeah. The, the Ravens get doing what worked for the Ravens. The Chiefs should just keep doing what's working for the Chiefs. These teams are built completely different.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's the same thing. If like, you throw that to Kelsey and he drops it, then everyone's losing their mind that they're throwing the ball and not running out the clock. But you know, I mean, do you see your point? Kelsey's probably not going to drop but We got a question in the chat, and and keep bringing your questions. We know everybody's mad, and there's a lot of questions. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. This was from the uh, the uh Will McGee fan, 51. Why the hell wasn't Daryl Williams involved in the two-minute drill like last year? I trust Williams a lot more there. I think it goes back to what Verterham was saying. Look, you drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round. You're paying him a bunch of money. He's your guy. Yeah, you maybe you trust Daryl Williams, but this guy never – we heard that he's never fumbled before. So he should be able to take a this is the part in the game where like when you're playing Madden, you're holding the RB button because you because you don't want to get stripped. You're just like, I'm running up the middle. I'm going to get two yards and I'm not going to not going to fumble this ball. And Clyde didn't hit the RB button and the Chiefs lost the game.
2: I just think, again, at some point. Do you trust your guys or not? I just give him give him effing football and say, hey, Clyde, don't fumble my football. I mean, I just, at yeah. some point, like, look, you know what, to me, too, it's different if if you're in a spot there where he's got two hands on the ball and some guy just makes an unbelievable, puts his helmet on it, some kind of thing where it's just, hey, it happens, right? Like, O.A. made a great play, punched it out, but if he's got two hands on the ball, that ball's not getting punched out. Like, that ball should never be in the position it was. But, again, I think, look, we're, we're missing the forest for the trees, and I think a lot of people will, God knows, nationally, because it's, it's easier to break down. They lost the game ultimately. Yeah, maybe because of Clyde. There was a lair. They lost that game because their defense couldn't do anything. Like, that's why they lost that game. If their defense is even average. That's a blowout. They wouldn't go on away, but they couldn't stop them. They just could not stop them. And, you know, you end up in a game. We got 36 points, 483 yards of offense. You go home. You lose. They deserve to lose. They were awful.
0: To put it in even sadder terms they also had two interceptions they also had a pick six that just kind of shows how absolutely horrendous that defense was you get that and you still give up all that i mean that's just it's incredible
2: yeah i I mean you know look um I do think there's a, a little bit with the Chiefs, and I don't think it's like a conscious thing. I'm not saying I don't want this to come out wrong. I don't think it's like they're loafing, or I think there's a mentality that they're so great that it's just, now eh, what the hell? We can just go out and do what we want, and it'll work out. It'll it, because it always does. They always win these games. Look again, as awful as that loss is, and as frustrating as it was, I do think they'll be fine. I do believe that the talent on that defense is much better than the way they've played. I think they will figure it out to some extent. I do not think they'll be a top 10 defense, but I don't think they're going to be awful. Okay. By the way, this is how they started in terms of their defense, their Super Bowl year, where they could not stop the Lions. They were brutal early in the year. And you know what? By the end of the year, they figured it out and won the Super Bowl. They were six and four that year. So I don't go nuts. Now, I think the much more important game, honestly, is this coming Sunday. Like you're playing the team that I know, like I get the Raiders and Broncos are 2 0. Oh, that's nice. Give them a participation ribbon. Those teams are not winning this division. That Chargers game matters. That's an important game. That's far more important than this Baltimore game. Like if they go home and they beat the Chargers, I was going to say San Diego, then you know what? You're fine. 2 and 1, you're going to play Philly. All right. You should be okay. But they're going to be tested because Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, now that's a little bit more of a conventional offense. Not as good of an offensive line as, as, the, as the Browns have, but that to me is the number one concern. I don't even care, long view, that they lost the game. I really don't. Like, I don't, I don't care. They were never going 17-0. and 0. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is the fact that they're averaging giving up 500 yards a game. That matters.
1: Yeah, do you think – so I, I hate – I don't want to try to be silver lining guy here, but do you think it's good – th- this is happening now, that like whatever's going on with this defense – it's happening now. It's happening early in the season so that the Chiefs can address it and figure out what adjustments they need to make to fix it. Because I think we all agree that the talent is there. They've invested a ton in the defensive line. They've invested in the linebackers. Yeah, getting Willie Gay is going to help, but like they got Tyron Matthew back. Didn't matter. Um, they got Frank Clark back. Didn't matter. They, they were, they were worse, I think, than they were last week against the Browns. So how, we, I think we all agree that they can fix this. How do they fix it? <laughs> come on, Sterling. I'll put Good you on question. the spot. Yeah. yeah,
0: thanks. I'll just go ahead and be spags over here. Now, yeah. I guess it's going to come with time, obviously. I think Matt said it best. You're playing the two teams that have the biggest advantage against Kansas City, which are the two best running teams going up against the Chiefs who have a lack of ability to stop the run. They're pretty solid in pass coverage, right? I, I like – Trevarius Ward, I like LeJarius Need, uh, Obviously, Tyron Matthew. And for some reason, Juan Thornhill is not out there. I don't know what's going on with Juan Thornhill. I don't know if Dan Sorensen has naked pictures of Spags, and that's what's keeping him on the field. But I think as the season progresses, we're going to see a lot more Juan Thornhill. Obviously, Willie Gate Jr., I think, is going to be a huge boost back. Nick Bolton, a rookie in his second game, should not be your best linebacker. He should not be the only guy who's willing to step up and make tackles. That, to me, is a big issue.
2: Yeah, look, I I think – I agree. I agree with Sterling. I mean, Juan Thornhill's got to be on the field. Enough of this crap. And and I'm a a Dan Sorensen guy. I'll back Sorensen to the end. I think the guy makes a lot of pivotal plays. He's a heady safety, but he's a third safety. That's what he is. Okay, and Dan Sorensen, to be fair, look, I'm a big believer. You can kill the player all you want. If he's put in a position he's not going to succeed in, that's not on the player. Dan Sorensen shouldn't be one-on-one with Mark Andrews. And Hollywood, they just shouldn't be in that position. It's insane. He's not going to win those matchups. You know, Ben Neiman shouldn't, they they shouldn't be going, Hey, Ben, why don't you get on the edge? And if Lamar comes your way, go ahead and break down and make that tackle. What are you kidding me? They might as well put me on the edge. (laughs) I'm going to make that tackle. Like, that's the problem I have with this. And I think for Spags, look, I get it. You're playing zone because Lamar can run and it's easier to defend that. Excuse the language. Fuck that. Get up in man coverage. Play man, it's what you're best at. Let Matthew be that that Joker, that Rover on the back end, and come after him. Like that was the problem I had. I actually thought in the Chiefs blitz I had success. They hit him, they sacked Lamar. But like, there was far too much of this four man rush. And you know what? Look, I hear the people who say paying Jones eighty million, paying Clark under three million. Who cares? You got to win the game. Like now, you're gonna address it after you, you want to cut Clark after the which By the way, if he plays like this, that's coming. Okay, you want to do that? That's fine. But you got to try to win games. And to me, I think I think it means being more aggressive up front. I think it eventually does mean more Thornhill and, and, and eventually Willie Gay. And I think it means more man coverage. Enough. Enough of this zone crap. Like, I, you're not gonna, you're not built to play zone with this defense. You're built to have with Mike Hughes and Sneed to be big and physical on the line of scrimmage. That's what you're built to do. You're not built to drop and, and spot drop and all that crap. It'll get you killed.
1: Let's talk about Ben Neiman. You know, for his – for his. Do we share talk about Ben Neiman? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I want to point <laughs> out that it, for all the – like, he only had three tackles.
2: Because he missed about but, 20.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> – it's not even like he was doing any – like, not only was he getting burned, he wasn't even tackling anybody. Nice talk. Right? At least Sorensen had 10 tackles, right? Two tackles for a loss, made some plays. I agree with you. Did Juan Thornhill even log any snaps
2: in this game? Yes, he did play.
1: Yes. He did play?
2: But he did not have a tackle.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, Anthony Hitchens, you know, rotate him in on running downs. You want to get Willie Gay back. But, yeah, you can't have Ben Neiman out there running around. I, I would like to see the breakdown on how many snaps Bolton got to, to Neiman. Um, that'll be interesting to see later because he's the only one when I see him out there that that is flashing and looks like he's he's making some plays. But I saw people tweeting that like, do the Chiefs have the most unathletic defense in the NFL? People who are not Chiefs fans, I saw tweeting that that's bad if they're picking up on that.
2: I don't know. I I, well, I don't think they have the most unathletic defense in the league. I they get beat at the point of attack sometimes. And, and that has been a problem for them for years. And it shouldn't be a problem when you have Derek and Jeron Reed, and Frank Clark, and Christian. That is, on paper, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. The beat just constantly shoved around. It's a joke. And at some point, it's a, it's a shot at your manhood. Like, it really is. And NFL players will tell you that. Like, at some point, it is man. it is a man-on-man business, as Eric Bannamy loves to say. The Chiefs got their asses whipped for 60 minutes up front, Period. The Ravens weren't doing anything crazy. I mean, yes, it's a, it's a hard offense to deal with in the sense. It's a lot of misdirection. And you got to keep your eyes in certain places and be disciplined. But really all the Ravens do is they they make you play disciplined football. And the Chiefs were a train wreck. I mean, I there was a sequence in the first half. I forget what quarter it was, first or second. Alex Okafor, on three consecutive plays, was supposed to hold the edge. And on three consecutive plays, went flying down the line of scrimmage. I mean – how do you do that? You've been in the league for like a decade. You don't. You don't right. know to just stand there and widen out. Like it's just, it's basic crap like that. People and, and I've got on Spagnuolo tonight. People can kill him all they want. At some point, like Alex Okafor needs to widen out and hold the edge. Like that. That's a player issue, and I do think. Look, the talent is there for this team to be much better than they are defensively. And I think ultimately, I'll put a little silver lining on this. I do think it speaks to, they were atrocious tonight and still should have won the game on the road in Baltimore. They're hideous. Two turnovers. I mean, we didn't even talk about Mahomes' pick, which, love the guy. That is the dumbest interception I've ever seen.
1: I mean, that was James
2: Winston. That was insane to throw that pick there. So he throws an awful pick. You, you, you have a, a drive early in the game, but they're, they're backed up to like third and 38 because they had a bad snap and, and you have a, a, a penalty on top of it. Um, they had opportunities to really put the Ravens down and out. They couldn't do it. The biggest one ended with Mahomes' pick. They had an opportunity to win the game in all likelihood. Bucker is nails on every field goal he, uh, every field goal he attempts. Edwards-Alaire is carrying the ball. gets a loaf of bread. He fumbles. Then and I get it's hard, they got a shot. If they stop them, I mean, look, Baltimore going for it. Yes, I agree with you, Patrick. I'd have gone for it too, but, man, if they don't get that, the Chiefs have 10 yards to go and to kick a field goal. Right. The Chiefs had chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. They blew it. And that, now, to me, will tell me, what do they do coming out of this game? Do they go play the Chargers and give up 500 yards, or do they go kick Los Angeles's ass and walk out of there winning 38-20 and you go, okay, all right, hey, bad game in Baltimore. You move on, you're 2-1, who cares, don't worry about it, and we're off. Or does Herbert throw for 400 yards and the Chiefs have to score 45 points to win this game?
1: Yeah, we got another question. This one's from, from Michael Brown, and, and, and maybe this goes to you, Sterling, because you already mentioned it. Is it time to end the Chris Jones defensive end experiment?
0: No. Second game, this is his first time basically in the NFL playing against Lamar Jackson and what Matt Verder already said, maybe the most complex running offense. He wasn't prepared, it looked like. He wasn't ready. It's it's, it's too early to make a judgment. I'm not going to say, yeah, cut it, scrap it, move him back to, to, to the inside. It's too early. First game, he was phenomenal. He took over. He dominated the fourth quarter against the Browns. No one was calling for him to go back inside after that game. He's gonna, it, it's a growing process. It's gonna take time. He'll figure it out. He is too talented, too athletic. I personally prefer him on the interior, but with the lack of talent, the lack of pressure on at the end, you almost need to put him there.
2: I, I don't have any problem with being the, the edge guy. I mean, look, he had two sacks against Cleveland. I don't have any problem with it. Like, look, Chris Jones. Like everybody on the defense tonight was atrocious. I mean, I, I I'm not sitting there watching the film. You know, maybe you go back and look, and eh, you know, he's better than this or worse than that. But they as as a as a unit, they get an F minus. I mean, they were they were about as bad as you can be. And especially when you can like look, the Raiders defense up front, they beat up the Ravens. They beat them up. Like Kansas City couldn't do anything up front. Again, I'll say it a thousand times. I don't even care that they lost this game in the grand scheme. I really don't. I really, I know that probably infuriates some people. Guys, we'll go look at their schedule. Even with the injuries, that's probably the hardest road game they're going to play all year. Probably is. I mean, maybe the Chargers on Thursday night later in the year, maybe. I think Baltimore's tougher, okay? Their other road games this year aren't anywhere near as hard as this game. So you're talking Washington, Philly, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Bengals. Who cares? The, The Titans, I don't know. Maybe that's a tough game. I, I still think they're going to win their 13, 14 games. I really do. Like I but my big concern coming out of this game, forget Edwards alairs fumble. Yeah, it cost him the game in a lot of ways, but that's not, I'm not worried about that going forward. They're getting their asses kicked in the trenches again. Now their pass blocking is much better. Their pass blocking was great. We didn't talk about that. The pass blocking was phenomenal tonight. They're getting their asses kicked in the run game again and up front defensively. The run game scares me a little less because the new line. It's a lot of moving parts. I'm willing to wait a little bit with that. Their defensive line is a joke right now. I mean, they can't, they can't get any pressure, any push. That's That will get them killed in the playoff game. That is the kind of thing that will lose them a game because they'll lose 45-42 to somebody.
1: Well, we'll see what's going to happen next week because Justin Herbert is slinging it. He's not bad. So, uh, yeah, they're... they're <laughs> He's going to carve... If they don't get pressure on him... I mean, he's really good with pressure. If they don't get pressure on him, they're going to get carved up. And it's going to be another game. And that's my worry here. Is that every game, the offense is going to start having to feel the pressure of... We got to score every time we get the ball. If we don't score every time we get the ball, we're going to lose. Because we can't stop anybody. All right, look. We could hammer the defense all night. God knows I would like to. But let's talk about the offense at least. I thought... Coming from last week, there were some good things that, that we didn't see last week. Mainly the backup, like wide receivers stepping up and making plays. So Kelsey led the team in, in, in receptions and in yards with seven for 109 and a touch. Your number two, it's not Tyreek Hill. It's Byron Pringle. Two receptions, 63 yards, touchdown, made a hell of a play on that 40 yard pass. Well, he can scoot, man. Byron Pringle is quick. Just another one on the team that can run. McCole Hardman, everybody's favorite punching back. He was targeted eight times. He brought in five of them for 55 yards. That's what you needed in this game. Help move the chains. Demarcus Robinson made a play, three for 46, and a touchdown. Sterling, do you feel better now that, uh, about the Chiefs' wide receiver depth after this game? Uh,
0: I want to say yes, and it's because both McCole and D-Rob went forward the second they caught the ball. Lot less dancing around. One thing I really noticed: D. Rob must have saw everyone on Twitter getting after him. He went right forward. Again, game one, they were kept going one on one with Tyreek and Travis. So of course, Mahomes was taking advantage against the Browns. They were doubling Tyreek the entire game. They were doubling Travis the entire game, and Travis still got open. He's a graceful rhino. I mean, that is a rumbling man breaking dude's ankles but it was nice to see the emergence of d rob of byron pringle you said it that speed was surprising i didn't know he had that in him that was fantastic and then mccall hardman that's what you want to see uh five catches eight targets i was impressed
2: yeah i mean i look there's a lot offensively they got out of the game they did really well you know, they, they threw the ball over the lot. I mean, Mahomes had that hideous pick we talked about. The man yeah. threw for 343 yards, three touchdowns, over 11 yards an attempt. He was great. I mean, he was, he had one awful throw, but I mean, other than that, he was phenomenal. Um, you know, they, they, you, you Kelsey had, I mean, that, the, Kelsey's touchdown is one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Not even an exaggeration. That was unbelievable, that, that touchdown. Um, Hardman was, was excellent. You know, Robinson did his job at the big catch deep and, and Pringle contributed. I mean, you get 63 yards out of Byron Pringle. That's awesome. I thought the Chiefs offensively were terrific. You know, I, look, I, I, yes, running the ball, like what else is new? They can't run the effing ball ever. So that, that's not exactly something that's – but that has never slowed them down offensively. Like it's, it's like – okay. It's like if you have a house – And you're like, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to add on a screened-in porch. But, like, the house is already great. Like, yeah, you don't have a screened-in porch, but, like, it's not stopping you from having a great effing house, right? Like, Kansas City's offense is a great house. I'd love to see them run it a little bit better, but it's not stopping them, okay? I think the offense, everyone's going to focus on the fumble, and their, their offense is spectacular. There's not a team in the league that wouldn't trade their offense for Kansas City. That includes Tampa, Baltimore, all of them. Okay, Green Bay, anybody you want to toss in there. The Chiefs will be fine offensively. And I think the pass protection, like I said earlier, was excellent. I know the Ravens didn't blitz much, but the Chiefs held up. Mahomes had all day to throw the ball. Uh, It was not sacked. I I barely was hit. I mean, he he was hit three times the whole game. So I I think that's why I'm not, like, over the top about – the long view of this, their offense is fine. They're going to score a million points going far. It's, they have to fix their defense. They have to fix their defense. And I, I think I, the good news is I really, truly believe they have the talent to do it. The bad news is it's so bad right now that it's going to probably take a while.
1: Chris Albright in the chat asks Matt Sterling and Patrick, "Do you think we should give Spags his walking papers after this year and let Brandon Daly come and take over, bring some Pat's D to this team?"
2: No, no, no. I Spagnuolo's gotten to two Super Bowls like, and, and was a huge reason they won the one they won. Like I, I get it. Look, man, Brian, I get it. It's frustrating they lost. If Steve Spagnuolo got his walking papers, there'd be ten teams trying to hire him tomorrow. He's a really good coordinator, man. He is. I grew up in New York. I watched the Giants and he was a coordinator there. He was excellent there too. He's he's won two Super Bowls as a as a coordinator. He's won he's gone to four of them as an assistant coach. He's it's look, I, I don't think he had his best game tonight. I didn't like all the zone, the lack of aggression, but I would trust East Spagnuolo any time. If you don't believe it, go watch the AFC title game last year, where Josh Allen looked like he was looking at 20 defenders. He had no idea what to do with the ball. So I get the frustration. Okay. If you're old enough, and I'm assuming you are to remember Bob Sutton, that's a man who needed water. <laughs> was, okay. I, I
1: was just gonna say it is almost it almost it's almost Halloween. Are you sure that wasn't Bob Sutton in its bags mask? Yeah,
2: I mean that is that was for years on end. Oh, look at that. It's covered two man under with a four man rush. Every single like he needed to be fired three years before he was. Spaggs is an excellent coordinator. He's probably one of the top five defensive coordinators in the league. He had a bad game. And frankly, at some point, can Derek Nottie get off a block? Can Jerron Reed get off a block? Like, Steve Spagnuolo can't go out there and just play football for him. Like, can Alex Okafor understand what it is to set an edge? I mean, it's not like Spagnolo's not coaching these guys to do this. Like, get off an edge. Get off a block. Set an edge. Do something. I, I I do not. I don't think he was great tonight, but I don't put this on him. I put it on the players.
1: Yeah, How I are mean, you feeling? Oh, go ahead, Sterling. <laughs> no, I was going to
0: say, we're looking at a team that's probably going 14-3. and three. You're not canning a guy for one loss against, like Matt said, probably the hardest road test the entire year. You'd go through seven defensive coordinators if that was the case.
1: Yeah, I agree. Spags is fine. He can't <laughs> – look, I mean, he can't block. He can't tackle. The missed tackles – the arm tackles, trying to take down Lamar with arm tackles. It's, it's not going to work. I don't care who you've got out there um, or who your defensive coordinator is. You can't scheme that away. So let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Alaire for a second. We're in year two. New offensive line. You're hoping he makes the jump. I don't want to overreact. It's two, we're two games in. But he's got 13 carries, 46 yards, 3.5 average. He doesn't have a catch now. That that might be a scheme thing. I don't know why they're not throwing him the ball because when when they drafted him, that was like the thing. It was like Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He he can he can catch the ball. He's going to be another threat for Patrick Mahomes. They don't seem to use him that way. I don't understand, especially in a game like this where there was a lot of room underneath. But what's what's y'all's opinion on him? Well, I'll start with you, Verderam. Is is uh, is Clyde? Is he a, is he a is he a bust? So far
2: for you? So far, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Um, and I don't think he's a bust in, this, in the classic sense of like, oh, he's not a good player. Like, I think he's a useful player. Uh, like, Beanie Wells is a bust. Beanie Wells is terrible. Okay, if anybody remembers some of the Cardinals, right? Like, guys like that are like classic busts. I don't think Edwards O'Leary is a bust in the sense he does have talent, and he has had big games for them. But when you draft somebody in the first round, especially at that position, you expect them to be a, a – profound difference maker he's not that like if he didn't play another snap this year and they replaced him with Darrell Williams like would anybody really notice I don't think so Darrell Williams was an undrafted free agent at LSU right like I don't think anybody would know the difference now I would also argue that Darrell Williams has a purpose in the league and he'll, he'll play some years so like I don't think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a bad player I think he's an average player but you don't draft average players in the first round, even at 32. And I don't, you know, I don't kill the chiefs. I know a lot of people hate. They took a running back in the first round and I'll be, I don't, I don't love that. They did that. I'm not in fa- in favor of that, but they're so talented. Like I understood, you know, the mindset of, Hey, look, give my homes another weapon. We're never going to punt the ball, but you got to be right. and have not been right. And I agree with you, Patrick, like, look, throw them the ball, man, like, get them out in space. And that's again, that part of it does fall on the coaching staff. Like, why is he never in the screen game? Why aren't they doing that? Like, does he just not know the playbook? Is it is it just Andy doesn't trust him in those? Like, why? You know, so I don't think he's a bust in the sense, oh, he's just not a decent player. I do think he's a decent player. But I do think at the same point, when you draft a the guy there. At that position, you're expecting someone who comes in and immediately puts up a lot of yardage, and he hasn't done that. He's been He's been a guy.
0: Stirling, Don't draft a, a running back. Don't dra- Again, I agree with Matt. He's a fine player. Don't draft a running back in the first round. Don't do it. Time and time again. Every- if you watch Arrested Development, it's that one skit where it's like, it never works out for any of them. But we could be different. It's the same thing. Stop drafting running backs in the first round. Stop overpaying these guys. You sit up perfectly. Daryl Williams, Jarek McKinnon, if they filled in for Clyde the rest of the year, would we see any sort of difference? The only thing that made that pick palatable was he was supposed to be phenomenal in the pass game, right? That was supposed sure. to be the saving grace. This was why he was the first-round draft pick. This is why we need him. He's Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, zero. And, again, I do think he was open sometimes. And, Patrick, he's not a checkdown guy, right? It, Drew Brees last year, the only thing he could do was throw the ball to Kamara. That was as far as he could throw it. Mahomes always has his eyes downfield. So that's part of it. But if you know that's your scheme, if you know Patrick's not going to dump off, why spend a first round draft pick on not utilizing his best trait? Just to me, that pig irritated me then. It's going to irritate me now. I, I get heated talking about a first round running back who does not produce averages 3.5 yards per carry, misses holes, and you don't use him to the best of his ability.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you draft guy in the first round, he's gotta to, got to do something. And the Chiefs got bailed out in that draft, if you want to say that, because they drafted Jerry Snead, who is if you redrafted that draft would be a top 10 pick, 15 pick. Okay. So they bailed themselves out of that. But you know, yeah. I mean, they they could have taken, I mean, hell, you think they could use a linebacker right now? Like I know they drafted Bolton and Gay. I get that. And by the way, Bolton, if there was one guy in that defense tonight who I actually thought made some plays was Nick Bolton. And by the way, he's not been perfect. He's made plenty of mistakes. But you know what? He's a second-round rookie being thrust in the starting role. I'm actually pretty happy with Nick Bolton. I think Nick Bolton's played well. Like, if you're Brett Beach, I think you're, you're very happy with the returns you've gotten on Nick Bolton. They need Willie Gay, who's been hurt the majority of his career, to get on the field and play because he's the most athletic guy they have by a mile. And he's got to be out there. Now, I'm not killing him. He's hurt. It is what it is. He's, you know, he doesn't want to be hurt, but he's hurt. They they need him. But right now, that's their biggest problems. Their front. I'm not that worried about the secondary. I really think they'll be okay there. Their front seven seven is a catastrophe. It's a talented catastrophe, but it is a catastrophe. And if they don't get that right, they are going to get schemed to oblivion. And it's just going to be one of these yeah. things where Mahomes and company are going to have to score thirty five tonight. And hell, as we saw tonight, maybe more than thirty-five.
1: And this is this is the NFL, man. Like they're not any any head coach and any offensive coordinator worth their salt. They are gonna. This isn't going away for the Chiefs. They're gonna come out and they're they're gonna watch the tape of these first two games and they're gonna be like, holy crap. We're running the ball 30, 40 times in this course. game until they stop us. So the secondary is not going to get much of a chance to show off what it can do if they can't stop the run because teams are just going to come out. They're going to run it down their throats until they manage to stop it. Matt Connor, our our, our co-host on this podcast, editor at Arrowhead Attic, he's, he's writing up stories for you all right now and tweeting and dropping knowledge on Twitter. He says last year the Chiefs allowed an average of 22 first downs per game. The year before that, it was 21 and a half. And Bob Sutton's final season back in 2018, they allowed just over 26. They allowed five more than that, 31 on Sunday, to a one-dimensional Ravens team saddled with injuries. That stings, man. Yeah. I like
2: crap. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's... I mean, I'll... I don't know how much longer we're going. We can sit here and talk all night. I got nothing to do other than eventually <laughs> the ball count chocolate because that 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 that's going to make this <laughs> night right. But right. look, yeah. um, I would give. I'll, I'll give this bit of perspective. Like I think everything we're saying is totally valid. Okay, they need to fix it. It's obvious Up through two games. They're like they're really lucky they're not zero 2 But they also are unfortunate that they could be two zero. Right? Like they, it's a razor's edge. That's the NFL. You dance on a razor's edge. Look, I I do think this. They have the talent to fix it, and if you look at the past, the last couple years, the most successful years in the history of the franchise, they've lost crappy games. It happens. They lost last year to the Raiders. gave 40 points to the Raiders at all. The damn team took a damn bus ride around the stadium twice, okay? Then those boys went in the toilet, something fierce, but that's neither here nor there, all right? They lost the Raiders and gave 40 points. The year prior to that, this close to losing to the Detroit Lions. Should have lost. Like Breeland makes an incredible play at the goal line, runs 99 yards, and they lose that game, right? You look at the rest of that season. They lost to Jacoby Brissett at home on Sunday Night Football score 13 points. They lost as they gave up 200 rushing yards to the Texans. Like, remember that crazy game in Tennessee? It was insane. Like, they blew it eight ways to Sunday at the end of the game, and they lost it. And they won the Super Bowl. Like, I, I get it. It's frustrating. They're fine. They're fine. As long as they fix that defense. It, they don't fix that defense and they're far from fine. Okay. They fix that defense and just get the average. They're fine. It, they'll, be, they'll, they'll win 14 games. And this will be a distant memory when, you know, they're, they're on an eight-game win streak. So sometimes, I mean, that hey, shit happens.
1: Somebody in the chat says, Chiefs defense got exposed. I think they were already exposed. I was going to say, they they (laughs) were. Yeah, they came into the game exposed. Um, Cheeto Freak says, our run defense has been terrible for ages. Also pretty much true. Listen, you guys are listening to the Arrowhead Attic podcast. This is our post-game show. We need you to subscribe. Uh, We're going to have some really great content for you coming up this week. Uh, You know, If you can stomach more Chiefs content, because I know you're all going to be annoyed all week. That's how I get um, make sure you subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel right now. If you're not watching on YouTube, if you're on Periscope or Twitter or wherever, come on over to the YouTube channel, uh, and, and, and like the, like the channel, subscribe to us. We got, uh, we're gonna, have, we're gonna be talking to Byron Pringle this week. We're supposed to talk to Alex Smith this week. We'll get his take on the Chiefs defense. I want to ask Alex Smith. He'll give me. I don't know. Maybe he won't give such a diplomatic answer now because he's he's an analyst. So I'm really interested to talk to him. But I want to ask him, you know, when you're the quarterback and you're going out there and you're lighting it up and your defense can't stop anybody. How pissed off do you get over there on the sideline? You know, I know I know they were are going to he's probably going to say, ah, you know, you try not to think about that. You know, they do their jobs. We do ours. But if you're Mahomes and those guys like Mahomes, that bad interception, we haven't talked about that. Sterling, do you think Mahomes? Now that's his DNA, right? He And he makes those ridiculous plays all the time. And he had a guy open. He just, he shouldn't have thrown the ball. He he, You know, he got sideways. But how much do you think the defense playing that poorly weighs in on that decision-making in a situation like that, where he's like, I got to get a first down here. We need to score another touchdown because these guys can't stop anyone. Do you think that that plays into it or he's just being Mahomes?
0: I think that's just who he is. That's just what he does time and time again. And you have to love him for it. I mean, sure. Horrible play horrendous right two scoops of ass you don't do that doesn't matter that's for for the the one horrible play that is he makes 20 30 phenomenal ones that legitimately no other quarterback the nfl makes so i can't be too upset when one time it doesn't work out
2: yeah you live with it you live with it i mean I, look he's great because he makes plays like that all the time and you can't, you can't love a guy for the 20 or 30 plays that he makes and then go, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Now, look, he'll be the first. In fact, I saw in the post game he said after it's one of the worst interceptions I've ever thrown in my life, he can't make that mistake, right? Like in that spot in the game, he's got to know better. But he does it all the time, and it works. I mean, I, I forget what play it was earlier in the game. It, it was a throw really early to Hardman where he threw it across the middle and it was like a floater. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is he doing? I thought he was going to get picked by three different guys. He fit it right in there, and Hardman ran for 17 yards. I mean, that's who he is. So, listen, I, I don't think you can take it away. And, by the way, Alex Smith probably will give you the diplomatic answer. I'm sure if you're Mahomes tonight on the plane ride back, he's probably pissed at himself because of the pick. I'm sure he is, okay, because that's how guys are, That great athletes are. But yeah, I'm sure if he's sitting down talking to his fiancee after, this, he's probably you know it'd be nice if my defense could do anything, and we didn't have to throw for 500 yards every game. I mean, how could you not? Right? He's human. So when we have Byron Pringle on, I'm going to ask him, can he play D tackle? Can he can can he get in there? Maybe maybe, maybe he'll a little outside linebacker. I mean, at least he can run, and do that. Like he just throw himself in front of somebody. That might be a step forward.
1: You know, I'm like I said, I I said it earlier. I'm, gl- I'm not glad they lost, but if they've got this kind of big problem, I'm glad it's happening now. And in a game like this, I'm sort of glad that Mahomes wasn't able to bail them out or, you know, Clyde fumbles. And it's like, you know what? Fine. You deserve like that defense. You can't like, I don't want to play and ride home where you're like, Oh yeah, we got away with, you know, we won again. We always win these close games. Like they need to know and they need to like look in the mirror and be like, we got to get this figured out. We like, cause we we're trying to win a Super Bowl here and these other teams in the NFL are not scared of us and they're they're coming they they you know they want to they want to win the Super Bowl too lamar they asked him after the game you know hey you know it's a big win for you you finally beat the chiefs and he's like look we ain't won a Super Bowl yet you know he's not thinking about the chiefs anymore he's thinking about how can i put the team yeah. on my back and get to the Super Bowl
2: <laughs> that flipping the end zone <laughs> says otherwise I, i'm a push back they celebrated um... like they won the Super Bowl at the end of that game <laughs> and you know what the hell with it? good for them they should feel that way, right? Yeah. Like they slayed their dragon. Now, if they see him again in January, that's when you really slay dragons. Okay. And we saw the Chiefs beat the Patriots plenty of times during the regular season. That's uh, a whole nother deal when you see him in January. Now, I don't think the Chiefs are looking to line up against Baltimore right about now, after what we just witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um look, it's a big one for Baltimore, emotionally and 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 certainly psychologically. It's a big win. It's a huge win. How could it not be? You know, I, I think it, it, you have to feel that way. But I don't think this changes anything long. term. There were no big injuries that we know of that came out of the game. The Chiefs just played two of the hardest games of the year. If you look at their schedule, what games are harder than the two they just played? Maybe Green Bay. We'll see. Okay. Maybe one of the Chargers games. Maybe the Bills game. That's it. There's no games on that schedule harder than this. And I'd argue, frankly, I think this game, because of the emotion and being on the road and everything else, probably harder than the Bills game. Because the Bills don't run the ball. The Bills throw it. The Bills actually are a great matchup for Kansas City because Kansas City can just play back and do a lot of different crap. In the end, I think the Chiefs will be just fine. I think they're going to win their 13, 14 games. The AFC still goes through them. I think they'll still be the number one seed. But I will say this. I would like to see, and I know it's not in their DNA, I'd like to see the coaches sometimes just chew them out, right? Like, like publicly, like, Hey, you know what? We, you know, yeah. Our defense has to be better than that. It was a disgrace, you know, and I'm challenging every guy right now. Like we need to be better than that. It was a disgrace. It wasn't anywhere near the standard. Um, And I know that's not what they do and look what they do works. So I'm not going to crush them for it, but I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, read after that game say, Hey, our defense stunk and we can't have those turnovers and yeah, it's on me. Sure. Take some blame. But it's on our players. Like we, we need to step up as as men and be more physical up front. We'll see. I Obviously, they didn't do that. We'll see how it go- goes. If a very big game this weekend.
1: I have a question for you guys. I'm going to just go ahead and report us to old takes exposed right now. I, I don't know where the Chiefs defense is going to rank in the NFL after this game. It's going to be near the bottom, right, in yards and points. Oh, it's going to be 30 so. yeah, 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 yeah. Where at the end of the season – after week eighteen, where does the Chiefs defense rank in the NFL?
2: Yardage wise?
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go yards.
2: Twenty third.
1: Twenty third, Sterling.
2: Yards, I'm gonna go maybe
0: twenty seven. But yards and points, I'm a very different. Those are two different things. You can give up a lot of yards because the Chiefs put up so many points. Teams yep. have to throw to keep up. Uh, points, maybe 13th, but yards, I'll say 27th.
2: Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like, teams will just tack on yards against Kansas City because you're trading yards for time and all the rest of it. I don't care where they rank. I really don't. What I care is what do they look like the last, like, six games of the regular season as they're coming down the stretch? Because that Super Bowl year, they were garbage defensively the first 10, 11 weeks of the year. Yep. And then they got hot as hell. Everything came together defensively. They averaged giving up 10 points a game in the last six weeks. They got in the playoffs and they rolled. I don't – like, to me, rankings and ratings and all that stuff, That's that, that stuff's so overblown. It doesn't matter. Like, tell me what you're doing toward the end of the year. Are you trending up? Are you trending down? you sideways? I think the Chiefs defense will be better, but it has to be a lot better because better from this – I mean, geez, you know – that that's not hard to do the, the jets yeah. look better yes <laughs> yeah like by a mile defensively not even close
1: yeah it's a look everybody it's a long 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 season longest season ever we're two games in teams go through identities throughout the course of a year we've seen it multiple times we saw the chiefs start what one in 5 one season then rattle off 12 straight uh win a playoff game something like that so we don't really know what we're going to get here until we get into the season and things settle down a little bit, and especially until Willie Gay gets back. Some silver lining. Andy Reid said the Chiefs got out of here without any major injuries. Hill's okay. Kelsey's okay. Mahomes is okay. The offensive line's okay. That's really, really important, and it's going to be important and maybe the most important thing as they go further and further into the season as everybody's healthy. All right, before we get out of here, Let's leave them with something happy. Let's let's give away some arrowheads to, to some of our players of the game. I know they lost. I know if we were playing uh, Little League here, they wouldn't take us to the Dairy Queen because we lost. But there were some players that played well. I'll start with you, Sterling. Who gets an arrowhead from you for, for their performance today on the Chiefs? Mm, I,
0: Travis Kelsey. That that play alone gives them a juice box and an orange uh you know, orange post game. That's that's what he gets, and Travis Kelsey definitely gets one.
1: Verdurin.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kelsey's. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, right? That that's an easy one. Um, I think you have to just go with the receiving core in general, right? I mean, Pringle and and Hardman and Robinson. Like, I'll go with the secondary receivers because Hill didn't do anything because he doubled them the whole game. Those guys stepped up, played really well. Uh, and, and that's that's important. I, after the game last week, I said my biggest concern was that they need more help from the secondary guys. Well, they got it. You know, the, the Ravens made those guys beat them, and they did. The, the Chiefs were able to throw to them early and often. I think that's really encouraging. I think those guys deserve it tonight. They played really, really well, even though the team came up short.
1: I'm going to give mine to a defensive player. It's got to go to Tyron Matthew. I mean, if there's any, you know, if there's any shining light in the defense, it's Tyron Matthew getting him back. Uh, the, the, the the picks, he, he didn't quite get the hat trick, but he was out there making plays in the secondary, leading by example. Boy, the Chiefs just got to pay that guy. Get him signed. Get the man a contract, especially after the rest of the way the rest of the defense is playing. Get Tyron Matthew signed. He's absolutely incredible. And he's going to make a few more plays down the stretch here that are going to matter for the Kansas city chiefs. All right. Any parting thoughts Sterling Matt, before we uh, hit the sack on this one, try to sleep it off.
0: Uh, again, I think we're on the same page. Defense has to be better. Nick Bolton, M I Z. Uh, and then shout out my dad hole in one tonight.
1: <laughs> Your old man got a hole in one. That's that. at least somebody had a good day. Uh, yeah. Right.
2: I'm, I'm, like, surprisingly not that upset about the game. I really am not. I mean, it was annoying. Like, it was a waste of three hours watching Edwards-Alaire fumble the ball at the end and watching their defense give up what felt like 9,000 yards. But I think they're fine. Like, I think, think, now, look, if this defense doesn't get better, then, yeah, we'll have a different conversation. But if if you said to me right now, you got to bet your mortgage, who's going to the Super Bowl in the AFC? Them. Them. Like, they'll be fine. So, I would would leave everybody with the message of just relax a little bit. It was a frustrating loss. Nobody likes to lose a game like that. I get it. Who would you trade places with in the AFC right now? Nobody. Buffalo lost the game. Miami looks awful. Pittsburgh can't score a point. Baltimore's got a million long-term injuries that might catch up to them as the season goes on. And, and by the way, they were not perfect tonight either, giving up a million yards. Um, I mean, Houston gave Cleveland the game today. Like, it's, it's okay. The Chargers lost to Dallas. It's fine. It's frustrating, sure. End of the world. Far from it. The Chiefs, though, look, big bounce-back opportunity on Sunday. You're playing the Chargers. You win that game. You feel fine. You're 2-1. and You're good. You're going to play Philly. You're going to be a big favorite in that game. it will be
1: okay. You get to hear it all week from uh, the Raiders and the Broncos fans. They're they're, they're going to be puffing out their chests. It's their time. Let them enjoy it.
2: (laughs) Better take all they can.
1: (laughs) Right. And I will say, the Chiefs owed me a little bit of money because I had an eight leg parlay and I had six six in the bag, three dollar bet to win one twenty two, and I had the Chiefs and I had the Packers left. Packers are playing the Lions, so that's gonna be a bloodletting. And everybody on Twitter that told me I asked, I said, Hey, they're offering me a cash out for like fifty nine bucks. Everybody's like, Let it ride, man. This is an, <laughs> an easy, easy win. This is an easy win. I had it up on my phone when the Chiefs were driving. I was gonna—they were offering me like seventy. I was gonna try to hit cash out like real quick if something bad happened, but I forgot that I'm, I'm streaming it, so I'm on the delay. And Edwards-Hallair fumbles, and I'm like, I'm like pounding the button, and it's like not working. And I was like, son of a bitch.
0: Patrick, one eight eight bets off.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, right. No, you make sure you check out BetSided, by the way. FanSided's betting site. It's at fansidedcom BetSided. Uh, although I don't know, those guys are the ones who were told me to let it ride. But yeah, um, look, it was three bucks, right? It was three bucks. I was going to lose three bucks to win one twenty-two, and I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I'll take those odds again next week. Um, yeah, man, that, that was a tough beat for me. Tough beat. Um, all right, everybody, listen. This is the Arrowhead Attic podcast. I'll give you the schedule for the week. Sterling and Matt Connor are going to be back on Tuesday. With another episode for you, they're gonna they're gonna talk about this game. They talk about the fallout. They'll probably do a little bit of preview of next week's game against the Chargers. Verderam and I will be back on Thursday. We're gonna have some interviews. There may be some bonus episodes dropped. We may incorporate them in the in the episode. We don't know. We don't know how we're gonna do it yet. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But what you need to do is subscribe to the Arrowhead Addict YouTube channel at youtube.com/slash Arrowhead Addict Podcast. You need to go to Arrowhead Addict. Every day, and get all your news this week. There's going to be a lot of fallout, a lot of think pieces, a lot of things written. Matt Connor's got you on lockdown over there, and then you need to head over to Apple Podcasts and you need to leave us a review. We had some crabby bastards leave us some negative reviews. Somebody took issue with Sterling's uh, manscaped reads, I think. Called him a tool. <laughs> called him a tool. Somebody called me unlistenable a couple weeks ago. Uh, but there's some nice people out there too. Some guy said Matt Verteram was his favorite person in sports today. Which, I think it's we might have found like, <laughs> We might have found your burner, is, is what I think. Um, you know, maybe, or is, does your wife have a Twitter? Like, what's going on?
2: She does, but it's actually like Stephanie Verteram, So She's she's not the burner. I
1: oh, don't know. You just let the you just let the trolls know. She oh, I, I think she's gone on it
2: once in about five years. So I, they're, they're going to be waiting for a reply for a while.
1: All right, listen everybody in the chat you guys are awesome we really appreciate you i know you were firing off questions oh too many for us to get to which is a good thing um we'll see you on tuesday deep breaths everybody it's a long season you still get to watch patrick mahomes patrick mahomes play football uh so it's not all bad it's just one loss they're gonna happen uh but i think our kansas city chiefs will regroup and uh maybe kick a little charger ass uh next week that'll be fun All right, from Matt Verderam, Sterling Holmes, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on Tuesday, but until then, go Chiefs.